got some good news today for people who like to take an afternoon nap. We'll also reveal how many of us believe in ghosts and demons and vampires. Also today, some shocking statistics about the food we throw away. Hey folks, welcome to Older and Wiser, here with Susan Sikora. I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles, and we welcome you today. Um, you know what, Susan? Did you know that people are um, using random podcasts to fall asleep at night? They'll just, if they're having trouble falling asleep, they'll just play a podcast, anybody's Is podcast. That bad news? Is that bad news for us? I was going to say, <laughs> if our podcast is being used to help people fall asleep, should we feel happy or should we feel no, I, what? It still counts in the in the ratings or the numbers or whatever. So. <laughs> yeah, it still counts as care. a listen. They still listen to I'm us. I'm asleep. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a look at some um, surveys that I came across this week. The first one comes to us from one poll. And according to a survey of 2,000 Americans, uh, speaking of sleeping, People who nap regularly are more productive than non-nappers. Napping. Do you take naps in the afternoon? I, you know, I wish I, I, I used to. And I don't know whether something, if something changes in your routine, then maybe that's what's happened here. I don't know. But I used to, years ago, I used to fall asleep around one o'clock and I had a, a place I used to do it in a room that was kind of a second room. And yeah, it was, it was always quiet there. And I was, it was around one o'clock. I think yeah, one o'clock. after lunch is always a good time, you know, according to this um, survey, one thirty is the ideal time for taking a nap. That sounds right. And the ideal temperature in the room is 65 degrees. Did you know that? Uh, no, but that doesn't surprise me either because I think it's better. I think you sleep better when it's cooler anywhere, anytime. Did you ever feel guilty for taking a nap? Like you're just not being productive? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, maybe, maybe when I was, you know, if I had done this in my thirties, but then in your thirties, you're probably not napping as much. I don't know. Maybe some people, younger people do nap and they, and they do this in other cultures. They, uh, if you go to Europe, you know, they close the stores after, after lunch, they have their big meal at lunch and then they go home and yeah. supposedly they take a nap and then they go back to work because, and then they stay open from like four to seven or something. I yeah. think they used to do Napping that. isn't such do, a, but. yeah, napping isn't such a negative thing in other countries. No, not at all. Not at all. I think we're just, I think in our country we're very focused on i have to be working every minute and maybe that's part of what's changed after the pandemic um is that people are starting to reevaluate all that stuff it's not that you're lazy it's that you're tired and it's not that you're goofing off it's that you're resting and re-energizing so that you can resume whatever you did probably in better mental and physical shape uh the survey sort of suggests that it's possible that nappers are more confident um, than people who don't nap. And uh, 95% of nappers uh, call them, uh, consider themselves very productive, while only 85% of non-nappers consider themselves productive. Now, I'm not hmm. sure that productivity is different between nappers and non-nappers. It's just that people who take naps believe they're more productive. Well, I think the missing question is, after the nap, do you get up and resume working? Yes. Do you feel more refreshed? Do you get more work done afterward? Or do, or you, do you get up from a nap and then go downtown and meet your friends for a glass of wine and yeah, call it yeah. a day at 2 o'clock or 3? Or do you meet your friends for a glass of wine first and then have to take a nap? 
Mm, yeah, well, that that may be a different kind of nap. <laughs> right. I think there's something to be said for people people who take a nap confidently and with unapologetically. I think they may be the most confident people because if you if if you're afraid to take a nap because you'll be perceived as lazy or sluggish or unca- incapable, then that suggests that you're not very confident in your abilities. That sounds like if I don't look like I'm killing myself every minute for the job, they won't think I'm doing a good job. Exactly. There you go. It's a bad look, right? Taking a nap on the job, it's just a bad look. Mm-hmm. And well, if you're confident, you don't lot- care. Yeah, I think I, it makes sense. I think it makes I think there's a reason other cultures do it. Um, I think we need to get over the fact that we shouldn't do it because I think probably if you need it, you should. And maybe everybody doesn't need it at the same time. Maybe it's a break. Maybe somebody goes out and takes a walk. Um, but I would bet you that if a business does that and tries it, I bet they would find the productivity is better. Look at look at what happened to the pandemic when people were working from home and they said that the productivity was actually up. There you go. And I think that's because people would resume a project. They could resume a project at you know in the evening when maybe they had more energy or weren't distracted by children or family members you know i mean it, it, it may, or maybe they, they did take a nap and didn't you know you didn't know it but they stopped they took a nap they came back and they redid their stuff so i i think yeah I, no i think factor in there i agree taking a nap it's just gotten a bad rap i think yeah, that's the whole so thing too. i think we if we could yeah. get to a place where people were actually encouraged to take a nap at work maybe that would that would increase productivity. 17% of people say they are, are capable of taking a nap on their desk at work and do it all the time. Well, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> this reminds me of, do you remember the Seinfeld episode where George had them build a spot? The guy built him a, sh- a place to nap under his desk. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then yes. he gets up after the desk. He goes, well, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah. And I think people can still relax. This is why that show holds up, because there's things in there that even though they said it's about nothing, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're still dealing with. Exactly. And right now, look at this nap thing. I mean, everybody, imagine it's 2021 and people are still guilty about taking a nap. <laughs> well, a, a lot of people, uh, half of all these respondents said they would actually take a pay cut if they were allowed to take naps at work. See, so- why would they have to, though? That's the point. Well, Why should they have to take a pay cut when they're going to get up and resume whatever project or work they're doing? It doesn't mean they're going to go home at five o'clock after they take a two hour nap. Maybe they're going to go home later, but they're going to take, you know, between one and three. They'll take a nap and they'll go home at seven. I remember uh, when you and I worked at the television station in San Francisco, there would be days when some of us would go out for lunch and there'd be there'd be wine at lunch, I would say. I remember it. those lunches. I say it like there would be wine. We didn't order it; it just showed up. Um, <laughs> but somehow there was wine, and those were the afternoons where you really did want to take a nap. Just, well, we usually did it on Fridays. Remember? Yeah, Friday afternoon. Friday, we didn't have a show at all because they used our studio, and <laughs> we had to take our Friday show on Monday afternoon. So we did two shows on Monday. So actually, the work was done technically. Yeah. You usually would head on home after that. 
the rest of us would uh, stumble back to the office and 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 try not to ha- take a nap. I on didn't our always desk. had it. Well, it depends on what time it was after the lunch. <laughs> I can't imagine if you guys went to see. Now I feel guilty. You're, you're isn't this funny? You're saying to me that you guys went back to the office, but I went home and I felt right there in that microsecond. I felt like a slug because I thought I went home. I remember hanging around the whole day, and I remember. Do you remember um, you, the director who came by Rufus yeah. and he said, "What are you people still doing here? Your show's been over for you know." hours well and you carried the heavy building. load you were on the air you had to do all the reading and all the research I, and you probably got up at early in the morning to do your homework and read the books and all that stuff so you deserve to get the hell okay. out of there yeah no yeah. no 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 blame no shame there um, uh, apparently people in different parts of the country have different philosophies about napping residents of north dakota are most likely to nap during work hours while Montana people in Montana, Vermont, and Wyoming are least likely to do it by like fifty you know, percent. Yeah, I think in North Dakota now. I'm not sure about this. Don't don't quote me, but I would bet you that the sunlight hours are different there. I have oh, a friend of mine that's who interesting. lives in Canada. My friend of mine who lives in Canada, and she and I talked yesterday afternoon. She called and she said, "Oh my God!" She said, "I'm ready to go to bed." And I said, "What are you talking about?" It's like you know, three o'clock or four o'clock, whatever it was. And she said, "It's it's dark here practically." Now I don't think she meant you know like midnight dark, but I mean she said it's getting darker here earlier. Yeah, 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 and that makes you sleepier. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, the earlier, I mean, most of us, I think a lot of people tend to, not everybody, but I think people tend to go to bed earlier when you change the clocks after you adjust to all that because it's starting to get darker earlier. I think in the winter, you know, when it's dark in the Midwest, like all day long and it's gray and it's depressing, that would make me sleepy. Whereas here in California, the sun's out all the time. It's it's harder to get the feeling that you should curl up under a blanket. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, here's an interesting idea. Uh, this mattress company um, offered people a job. Uh, offer, we were actually looking for people who would take a nap for money. They'd pay $50 a day for people to come in or even do it at home, take a nap every day, and then write a little review about their nap. <laughs> That'd be a great job. That uh, uh, sign me up. Sign me up too. I'm going to find a place and try it this Good afternoon. Good work if you can get it. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, here's a headline: Two in five Americans believe ghosts are real. Uh, two in five I don't Americans. Know about this. Yeah. I mean, I'm not terribly surprised. Um, I think we want to believe in ghosts. We want to believe that uh, when you die, you don't just die, that you can still hang around and haunt your family a little. Well, <laughs> scare them. What I have heard is that if if you're a ghost and I'm not sure, I, I don't know. First of all, let me say that. I don't know if ghosts really happen. Or not. I, I don't I wouldn't say I don't believe in ghosts. Absolutely. But I haven't experienced one personally. Okay, that said, um, I have heard in several places and read this too, that if there's a ghost around, it's someone who hasn't let go of something, has some unfinished business and can't move on to whatever is next. Oh, uh, that's what they say. Yeah, that's the uh, the lore around ghosts. Right. I, so it's like it's like you, you know, whether you um, something happened and you or you can't let go of something. You don't want to let go. You don't want to move on. You, you're too attached to something here. 
All right, this is interesting. 43% of adults say they believe in demons. Demons. And it's even higher among Republicans. 51% of Republicans believe demons are real. I'm not even going to touch that because I could <laughs> I know. say a few things about that. I know. Um, I was going to say I something. Think, I think the demon thing can be, um, I find that plausible. Uh, not that demons exist necessarily. I don't know. I think maybe. Um I read The Exorcist and I saw the movie. <laughs> well, now wait, is this something, this isn't something, this isn't a religious thing, right? Religious people don't believe in demons necessarily, do no, they? No, 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 they actually subdue. Oh. Well, look, at you have exorcism. That's true, and that's a Catholic thing, so... It's a Catholic thing, but it's, but it's, um, supposedly it's a real thing. Interesting. I... So we demons may be walking amongst us. Well, again, we could go. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I think it's rare. That's what I think. And I think they come after. I don't know who they come after. I, you know what? I, I try to stay out of that uh, that vibe. I don't want to say I don't believe in them because then they'll come get me. Um, and I, for a long time, I really thought, you know, after the exorcist, I thought, that's it. You know, Lucifer's at my door. Yeah, you never but, say uh, you don't you don't believe because yeah. after, someday after you may be proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, the uh, and the ghost thing, um, the ghost thing is, um, as I say, I think it's possible. I've never encountered one. So. And Santa Claus? Never well, mind. Of course there's Santa Claus. Of course What's there's Santa Claus. Yeah. That's one of the ones that you don't, you never want to say out loud you don't believe in Santa Claus because. Yes, Robert, there really is a Santa Claus. That will be the Christmas you get nothing in your stocking. That's right. Now, I, you know, I caught on to that. I, I, I think I may have told the story, but I, um, I, the last doc, the last Christmas that I got a doll, I can't remember how old I was. Maybe I was 10, maybe eight. Eight, nine, somewhere in there. And let's say nine, break the difference. And I used to go home from school. And uh, my mother wasn't home. I had chores to do. She had a part-time job. She was home by five. So I had a little bit of time. And um, I pulled open her bottom dresser drawer. <laughs> and I found my Shirley Temple doll. And every day for about two weeks before Christmas, I'd go in there and I'd look at Shirley Temple. And then i close the door. And then, of course, I did the big drama Christmas morning. <gasps> Oh, right. <laughs> so I realized that I couldn't probably pull that off again for another, a year from then. It was the it was over. You know, they knew I knew, and you know, and I think I told her. I said, "Well, mom, I really did." You know, what, did you regret? But I, did you regret doing that? Regret doing what? Uh, looking at your doll before oh, Christmas no. came. Oh no, that was oh, you kidding? It made it made the whole thing more fun. Oh, see, because I was always afraid that I would ruin that excitement if I knew in advance I was getting something. Oh, baloney. No, this was, this was even more drama going on. I mean, what did I, you know, I was, a, I, listen, I was a, I was a well-behaved child and I went to Catholic school and had nuns. So what excitement okay. could I possibly create that I wouldn't get in trouble? I hear you. All right, let's move on to our next topic today. Um, this survey uh, from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. They tell us that between 30 and 40 percent of the food that is uh, produced in the United States is actually wasted. Now, I'm not sure whether that means it's wasted before it gets to the store or whether it's wasted after we uh, eat it on our plates and don't finish our plates. But the, altogether, 30 to 40 percent of, of the food that's available to us is tossed uh, yep. Pretty horrible to hear that, isn't it? I think that's true, and I don't think it's necessarily on its way to the store. They probably refrigerate and they have that down. It's a question of people overbuying, I bet, when they get home. My husband 
did not eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. He was not a big fresh, you know, he'd rather have a bag of pretzels. But, you know, he yeah. ate a meal. But um, if I, so if I went and bought, you know, a dozen apples and a couple pears and this, I mean, if, if I'm not going to eat it, if by the end of the week, I'm going to throw it you out. You got to throw it out. No, we have that same problem. I t- tend to overbuy in the store too. And, and we end up with salads that go brown and all that sort of stuff. Right. And have to toss yeah. it. Uh, I keep my vegetables on the top because that's what I want. I've rearranged my refrigerator so that I will eat the healthy stuff first. So you got to rearrange that, you know, same thing with eggs. If you keep them in a carton closed, you're going to maybe forget they're there. I keep them in a basket. I saw that. See how many you have. It makes your refrigerator look cute. That's smart. That's smart. What about um, a a plate of food? Do you clean your plate? Are you you a a plate cleaner? I never was when I was growing up. I did for a while. And now I've gotten to the point where I I clean it because there's less on it. We want to enjoy our food. We want to try different yeah. things. Uh, Thai tonight and Chinese tomorrow and Italian on Wednesday. Um, it, whereas I, I think in the old days, um, you know, people, more people just ate at home and cooked their own food and they were more they were more careful. Now, if you order something, especially we, we find that Chinese food or a tie. We we over order. We oh, we got to get the egg rolls, and we definitely need the pad thai, and then we also get the curry uh, shrimp or whatever it is. When you get it home and you pile it on your plate, you can't get through it all. And then the next you're, day you're you know, you're going out to dinner with other people, and you the food goes bad. You got to toss it. You're choosing what you're eating with your eyes. Yes. Yeah, we're not we're 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 we're, we're, we're gluttonous in a way because we we want it all. And then we want a little bit of everything, and we keep trying some stuff, and then we realize we can't eat it all, and then it goes bad, and we have to throw it away. Why are people, people – this really goes back to something else deeper, though, and I think it is the whole thing of people are afraid of – they're not going to have enough. I don't know what that comes from. I can see where our parents did that. They lived through the Depression, um, and I know that the cost of living can be tough now for a lot of people because wages haven't kept uh, pace, but – we're not going to run out of food. And it's always worse if you're dining with others or you're inviting people to your home for food. You want to put out a big spread and make sure they think yeah. you have plenty and then that you don't want them to feel like they can't enjoy themselves. And then you that's when you always end up with all that. And don't food. you wonder when you put out a big spread like that and you think, well, I better put out a lot of this and I better put a lot of that because I don't want them to think I don't want them to eat. Exactly. And meanwhile, they're sitting there going, Oh my God, she made all this food. I don't know if I can eat all this thing. And everybody's <laughs> gorging themselves. Yeah. You're making too much. They're eating too much. And nobody's happy when is, you know, you could make a lot less and everybody would, you know, and so you finish the salad. So you get to the bottom of the bowl. Does it mean there wasn't enough for everybody? Probably not. Maybe you just, maybe you hit it right. Hey, maybe this is what's keeping, uh, antacid producers in business you know Tums is less is more benefiting from all of this all right let's move on to our final topic today um the question posed here is who really controls the thermostat in your house um well you i know you control your own thermostat of course i control mine uh when skip was around did you find that you were both pretty much set at the same temperature or did you guys fight over the thermostat 
No, pretty much we we were we were um, in sync with that one. What's and the temperature we, you have set on your thermometer on your thermostat? Oh golly, I don't even remember. We would put the heat on maybe in the morning uh, to break the chill. Remember, now we live in California; that makes a difference. Not Southern California like you in Northern, where it's a little cooler. Uh, and I will put the heat on for an hour or so in the morning. But if it's a smaller space, you know that kind of thing, then you don't need it on as long. But I we don't. I used to turn it off at night. According to this recent survey uh, asking people about the temperature that they like, um, nobody really said they wanted it over 74 degrees. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's pretty yeah. warm. 50% thought it should be set between 70 and 75 degrees, and 40% liked it at 69%, uh, 69 <laughs> degrees or below. I noticed this a lot when, um, when I used to visit my mother when she was alive and when she lived in New Jersey. And I would go home and visit... And I would be there and it would be sometimes it would be cold because she was hot. Yeah. And then when she got older, then she'd be cold and she'd have it way up. And I'd go, oh, my God. (laughs) So why is it that aging people as we age, there's a point at which we're always hot. And then there's another phase a little later where we're always cold, right? Well, women women go through menopause and your temperature does go up for sure. Your thermostat goes up. But then after that, then as you get older, I think everybody, as you get older, you're a little cooler. Um, I don't mind that, but, you know, this is why God made sweaters. That's why God, God, God invented sweaters. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the sheep that uh, create the wool that make the sweaters. That's right. Uh, according to this, over half, 55% of survey participants said that being comfortable is the most important to them over saving money. Would you rather save a little money on your gas bill or would you rather be comfortable? I think on a really, really brutally hot day. If it's like three figures, if it's 105 degrees, and we have that that often, but it can happen. Yeah. When it's that hot, I will put the air conditioning on for a while and cool it down. Uh, according to this, over half uh, believe they want to be comfortable is more important than 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 uh, uh, saving money. 39% though feel they'd rather save money and than not be comfortable. Which you know what? You know what's a good idea to do if it's if it's chilly. Actually, probably if it's hot, too. But if it's chilly and you, you want to save on the heat and you just want to put it up a little bit, pull a blanket over you and take a nap. There you <laughs> go. Take a nap. And then you you accomplish two things at once. You're that's saving right. you're money napping, you're and bl- you're sleeping. That's, right. that's great. And you have a blanket over you so you're warm. <laughs> 75% of respondents only adjust their thermostat once a day or not at all. That's me. Yeah. I don't adjust it hardly ever. I just I leave almost- it. I don't have it on right now. You know, uh, I don't need it. I mean, the temperature is beautiful right now. A full quarter of Americans say that they uh, they turn it up and down and up and down uh, multiple times a day. Yeah, I think that I think that can happen if you're like in a small space and you're freezing cold and it's brutal winter and you're on the East Coast. Then you're going to jack that heat up and then you know then it, all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's hot, you know, and then oh, I'm cold. <laughs> what is your uh, final thought for the day, Susan? I don't know. I'd like to get a job paid, getting paid to nap. I know. Wouldn't that be the best? Even if you had another job and then you could get a little extra money for the nap in that you were already taking while you were working, you could just pad the paycheck. Yeah. And the other thing, too, there's one other thing. And and this this I think is practical and makes sense. Waste less food by buying less to begin with. Good, good, good. A good thought. What are you going as uh, for Halloween this year, by the way? 
um, myself. Yeah, me too. I'm not dressing up. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not. You know, it's cute when the kids come around and all that, but you know, after a while, it's like, here, you know, just uh, we'll put the candy in a box and have it. I know. And it's, it's a fattening holiday because what happens is I would go to the <laughs> store, buy a big bag of candy, the kind I like the best. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, no, Reese's Reese's peanut butter cup. Excuse me. Right. And then, oh well, nobody came, so I guess we have to eat these twenty. Yeah, Cups. I'd always end up with bigger and bigger bags left over afterward. Uh, Make sure you buy what you like. You better be. You better believe it. And that would last me uh, for the rest of the year. I was eating Halloween candy in the summer from the yeah, previous well, no. year. <laughs> That's okay. it for us today, folks. We're glad you joined us for all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus. Visit us at olderandwiser.com. And for all the stories yeah. that we talked about today, you'll find it on the website. Just click on the news tab. Susan, thank you. See you next time. Bye. Okay. <laughs>